Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Open line hour at Rosie on the House. Where we throw the phone lines open, we uh, had to clear a few lines because a lot of people wanted to talk to our arborist, John Eisenhower, so he was gracious enough to stay through the break and answer their questions. That clears the lines for you at one 767 4348 wherever you're listening to us in the great state of Arizona. It's a toll-free phone call. Trying to tackle anything about your house, home, castle, or cabin, give us a call and we'll put our remodeling experience to work for you like we have for 30 years. That's this hour. So if you've got something you want to visit with us about, give us a call. one 767 My wife, Sweet Jennifer, is in the call screening booth with our programming engineer, Miss Bree. They're making sure all the broadcast goes off flawlessly. I'm in the broadcast studio with my son, Romy, co-host of the show and and, uh, general manager of Roth Productions, the Radio Broadcast Corporation. And uh, we're here to visit with you about your home or your house. I want to talk a little bit about uh, thank you all very much for giving us 30 years of serving you. And it's been our mission and our vision from the very beginning to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We do that with a four-hour broadcast every Saturday morning to answer your questions about home improvement, remodeling, or maintenance, as well as landscaping and gardening. We do it by contributing to six newspapers across the state that are included in weekly articles that kind of address the questions that we get from each of those particular parts of the state. We do it with our website, rosyonthehouse.com, which includes a contractor referral network, which has been voted the number one contractor referral network in Arizona for nine years in a row. So we do everything we can. It's free to you, the Arizona homeowner, to educate you, to entertain you, and to protect you as best we can. And protection is kind of key when we've got all the home shows we've got going on in the valley right now in the state really we have the uh today what are they what are, what are they calling it down in castle Grand? the home health and garden show and that's at city gate outlets today we have susan Kreger down there uh from rose on the house and we're going to get a uh, a, a little update from uh, that home show here in just a few minutes. We also have the Maricopa County Home and Garden Show. And when you go to the home shows, you have to ask yourself, which of the 50 roofers in here can I trust? Which of the 40 kitchen remodelers in there can I trust? Well, I'll tell you an easy way you can trust the right contractor is in look for the Rosie on the House certification if they're carrying the rosie on the house teardrop banner in their booth if they're carrying the rosie on the house logo on their shirts and uniforms their hats their marketing material their contracts their business cards they've been pre-certified they've made it through the toughest screening process on the planet and you can contract them confidently you know this is a great go ahead 
I believe, the, the majority of them, Joanna ran out yesterday, but the majority of them have stacks of our home maintenance calendar. If you don't want to wait to get one mailed and you've missed ask, requesting yours, as you said, just look for the teardrop banner. It's an eight-foot-tall banner with the Rosie on the House logo, certified partner logo on it. Swing by and just ask them. They, we've, we've provided stacks to them all to hand out, so you can pick up your home maintenance calendar. We've had uh, – I, I need to pull the cutoff date that we sent all the addresses to the printer. And we get a lot of people asking, is it too late? Is it too late? Well, no. We're just – we'll be mailing the next set at the end of January, then the, the next set of requests at the end of February, and then the next set of requests at – the end of March, and that list will just continue to grow, and we'll mail 2019s beginning of December next year. So that list will just continue to develop as requests come in. It's a great calendar. It's content-heavy as it relates to maintaining your home, uh, tips about maintenance around your home. And um, did did uh, Jennifer tell you that uh, – a listener has threatened to quit listening to the show. <laughs> we we started talking about the calendar back in November. Saying it was, I wasn't even going to acknowledge it that. It was coming. The calendar's coming. It's coming. He's, he, he's a very loyal listener, and he was one of the very first people that put his name in. I want that calendar. And and I guess the, the uh, publisher of the calendar is mailing out the calendars to the thousands of people that sent us their addresses. And I guess about a week ago, he said, if I don't get my, he's been waiting for it since November, if I don't get my calendar. Well, it wasn't printed till last week of December. So we appreciate your patience. We appreciate you being excited about getting it. And I think the, the, uh, the print company has now got all the pre-addresses out mailed and you should have it. If you've requested a calendar and don't have it, then contact us and let us know. Well, don't, don't, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, let's look, let's quantify that cutoff date. Um, we were closed all week of between Christmas and uh, New Year's. Christmas was on, so the 22nd. It would have been. Monday? Any requests past Friday, December 22nd, will be sent at the end of January. So if yep. you requested before then, then let us know. We did get about, uh, out of the list of almost 1,600 requests, there was about 200 that just, the the mailer has a system that validates addresses that came back were wrong. So we reached back out to those people. Got it. To find out, you know, did you provide us okay. wrong? Was there a typo? Whatever the case may be. So. Very good. Well, it's been very well received. We're excited about that. Those that are getting it sure seem to love it. So let's get to the phone and take a couple calls while other people line up at one 767 Let's take Mark, who's been patiently waiting. Actually called before we went on air with the open hour uh, early bird here. Mark, how can we help you, my friend? Good morning, Rosie. Thank you. I'm 30. Um, have a question. There's several parts to it, but it's really only one question. Got a new house that was built a little over a year ago by one of the major home builders, and I'm sure they all do the foundation about the same way. The other day, I noticed some cracks in my tile across my living room floor, and it's like, 
wow, this is not an area that I walk on. And these cracks pretty much all line up from one tile to the next. They might be off an inch. I go to the outside of my house. I see a small crack in the foundation, which, of course, the builder says, well, that's within limits, blah, blah, blah. They're going to come out. My question being is that most likely those cracks in the tile are indeed from that foundation snapping underneath it. And do I have them just replace the tiles now? Do I wait a year in case the crack gets a little bit worse and then replace them? Because anything you fix now, if it's not done cracking, for lack of another term, is just going to crack the new tiles. What's the proper protocol in something like this? Because they're going to come out and look at it, and I don't know what to accept as the right answer. And there's only so much fighting you can do with the professional home builders. Ultimately, it's in their hands. Well, if they're one of the majors, they're accountable to the registrar contractors. And, you know, it's been a long time since the registrar contractors actually had to shut anybody down. So if the fact that they're coming out, I would keep dated, written communication with them about it. I would get their recommendation as to what they wanted to do about it. And uh, feel free to shoot me a copy of that as well as a couple pictures if I were you, I'd get down on my hands and knees and I would knock on the tile to see if it was hollow or the tile delaminating from the thin set on the concrete slab. Are they? Which I hope it was. Are, are they heaving or is the grout cracking? So, you know, I'd do a little research like that. I'd let them get an interpretation. Uh, most of the superintendents are going to try and diminish it and, and minimize it as much as possible. Watch it. But know this. Here's a little trick for you. Uh, the minute they touch it or fix it, you say the house is a year old now, you yes. want to date stamp that repair because now the warranty on that part of the house has just been extended another two years. And it's not really a warranty but it's a right to review the the material and the procedure. Okay. So and that's I, the other part. The, the house, while it's warranted for one year, the foundation has 10 years. So if this crack in the tile is, well, I don't care that it's the tile. It was right. caused by the underlying foundation cracking. And all you're going to be able to do is get their recommendation. Like I say, take a couple pictures of the tile situation and the foundation situation. What major cross streets are you located near? Queen Creek and Gilbert Road. Okay. take. Feel free to take pictures of that crack you're seeing in the foundation, the crack you're seeing in the tile, and uh, shoot it over to us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. I'll be happy to take a look at it and see if there's something you need to be worried about. But let's get their response. Ask for it in writing and we'll go from there. Mark, we appreciate the call. Thanks a million for uh, uh, placing the call, placing your trust in us, and thanks a million for, uh, and congratulations on the new house. And that would be a perfect management maintenance item if you're a Home Zada subscriber. You could publish a to-do for two years down the road after the job's complete, you know, about a month ahead of that two-year warranty to just check it and make sure everything's fine so that you're in good, uh, solid situation before that that two-year time limit goes and you know you've heard us talking about it before uh, that's not something that two years isn't something we set that's something the registered contractor set if it was up to us it'd be at least a 10-year 20-year germany it's a lifetime which is why they build out of masonry they need something that lasts a lifetime not this silly other stuff that they use <laughs> 
One of the fun features that I enjoy on our website at rosieonthehouse.com is the events tab. We don't charge anything uh, to post an event there. Now, we do have limitations on what we will post. It's not like we post car washes or stuff like that, but a great example. And if you you receive our weekly email newsletter, you know what we featured this week was the Casa Grande Home Show and our Southern Arizona representative, Mrs. Susan Steinkrieger, is joining us online right now from the Casa Grande Home Show. Good morning, Susan. Hey, good morning, Romy. Good morning, Rosie. Yes, ma'am. Now, that's pretty hollow. Are you driving? Are you not there yet? Or No, I'm here. I'm actually sitting outside of the outlet, uh, but I'm right next to I-10. Literally, I could walk. That's the driving the noise I hear in the background. So it's, <laughs> that, this is... Yes, the sweet, sweet sounds of I-10. <laughs> so you, this is at the... This is at the Tanger Outlet that is on I-10. Just before, if you're heading to Tucson, it is just before I-8 interchange. So if you're heading either uh, east or west on I-10, you would get off on Jimmy Kerr Boulevard and head west to Tanger, and it takes you right into the center. You can't miss it because there's food tents and about 50 classic cars out here, and the home show itself is in the Tanger Outlet. And just about anyone in Casa Grande knows where that is and where they're going. But if somebody was driving in between Phoenix and Tucson and wanted to swing in and see Susan and pick up a home maintenance calendar, they could do that. That's right. The show starts at 10 o'clock and it runs until 3 o'clock. And you've got a stack of our 30th anniversary home maintenance calendars to hand out? I do. I do. And not only that, but I have some beautiful Arizona Highways magazines. And I also have, for the first 14 people that come to the booth and ask for it, I have 14 Arizona State Parks passes to give away. How about that? Yeah, and I'm also right across the aisle from one of our partners in Costa Grande is uh, Desert Sun Heating and Cooling. So come visit me, walk across the aisle, and come visit our certified partner, Desert Sun. We appreciate you taking time to call in. You can find event details to that at rosieonthehouse.com. And just click on events, and it's the top one listed because it's going on today. And you can get down there, again, from 10 to 3 o'clock. Serving Pinal County, the third most populous county in the state of Arizona. We were pulled down there by listeners who said, Rosie, your partners in Phoenix won't come down to Casa Grande. Your partners in Tucson won't come up to Casa Grande. What are we to do in Casa Grande if we're accustomed to the level of service a Rosie on the House screen contractor provides? So we started a Casa Grande network, and uh, we're looking to grow that network down there a little bit. So with the number of rooftops that keep popping up down there, we're going to continue growing with you. To start the application, you would go to, again, rosieonthehouse.com. When you mouse over the certified partner uh, there's a drop down, and then it says apply to become a certified partner. And you can access step one to the application there. Next on the line at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you with all lines loaded. Is Matt wants to talk about tile? Welcome to the program, Matt. Hey, good morning, dude. 
Media. I hope you guys are having a great Saturday. Absolutely. Happy New Year to all our listeners as well. And to you. Hey, I'm, I'm working on, uh, I've been working several months on uh, replacing all the floors in my house, and I've got um, the downstairs completed. I've started upstairs uh, after the holidays, and I'm pulling up um, tile and carpet, and I've never taken tile up um, off of plywood. And so I just wanted to see before I get into it, is there anything are there any surprises? Like how does tile go over plywood and should I expect to have some uh, plywood subfloor repair that I have to do? Or is it, um, you know, similar to pulling tile up off a of, ceramic tile up off of a uh, concrete subfloor where you just kind of, you pull it up, chip off the, the thin set and the grout and then go to town. How did you like taking tile off of concrete? Oh man, it was, it was, you know, I, I think my wife liked the um, dust that completely filled our house more than I liked um, <laughs> sitting there chipping away at it for hours and hours. Well, if you didn't like taking tile <laughs> off concrete, you're going to hate taking <laughs> ceramic tile off of plywood. It, it is a little, your wife will be grateful. It's a little less dusty, but, right. but it is, it is tough. Very often, depending on how it was actually applied to the plywood, we will actually end up removing the plywood itself. And depending on what you want to put over the top of it, sometimes we'll put a top layer over that uh, damaged plywood subfloor. Just And again, that just depends. Like if you're going to go in with a floating wood floor, we'll remove the tile. It'll be all kind of chewed up plywood, and then we'll go in there and we'll float uh, a sheet back over the top of that, and then we'll put the, the wood on top of that. But it it really depends how it was put down. All you're going to be able to do is go in a corner, get it started, see what you got. It's you, You're going to hate it. That's all I can tell you. You're going to hate it. But you're going to love it when you're done. So hang in there and keep <laughs> us posted, Matt. All right. Great. Uh, Thanks, guys. Okay, man. <clears throat> Ask anything hour at Rosie on the house. Let's bring Jeremy into the conversation because it's actually a topic I wanted to address this hour anyway. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. What you up to? Um, well, me and my fiance are wanting to take our bathtub out of our master bath and turn it into a stand-in tile shower. And, you know, the tile part's not really an issue for me, but I'm trying to figure out how to make the the actual stand-in portion without using a drain or without using an actual shower pan. So you're wrestling in your head how to create the shower floor. Yeah, because um, the shower pans that I've seen won't fit in the space that I have. Okay. Well, you can build your own shower pan. Uh, I would tell you that you ought to get into a couple bathroom showrooms and take a look at some, kind of the some of the new stuff. They've got trough drains that are really pretty sexy right now. Uh, 
once you decide how to drain it, you're going to find, is the shower enclosed on three sides by a wall? Yes, it is enclosed on three sides. So then what we need to do is we need to create that fourth boundary, that fourth dam to stop the water. So very often what we've done historically, Jeremy, is we'll just take concrete block and we will glue them down to the concrete floor. And then that serves as a curb between the bathroom and the shower floor. And then we do a vinyl pan that ties into a FHA drain that then comes up the wall of the shower a good 12 to 18 inches. And then you put on your uh, backer board and your tile over that. Now, that is fairly complicated, and it's, it's more than just a do-it-yourself 101 tile job. So you're going to want to visit with a couple people. You're going to want to get to a couple tile contractor supply houses, feel the vinyl pan, take a look at it, get on the Internet, watch some YouTubes. Because if you don't install the vinyl pan correctly, the shower will be worthless from the first day you jump in and turn the hot water on. And the bad news about that, you may not know. It may take years for it to manifest itself and show through and then Touché. you've got a really big mess then yeah so really, really big. okay nasty bit that is the whole weak link in a do-it-yourself tub to shower conversion is what you're you are properly focused by wondering wanting to know how to do it uh but just know this it's a little bit tricky and it's not a 101 level do-it-yourself project this is more like a junior or senior level of home improvement okay so proceed with caution and uh look around make sure you're getting what you want and then uh, do some reading and some studying on it okay okay sounds good thank you guys all right I had wanted to talk a little bit about bathroom remodeling because we meet with people all week long who are, you know, contemplating hiring us to do their bathroom remodel. And we just finished, Jennifer and I just finished a little bathroom remodel in one of our properties. And and it, it is the actual master bathroom of the house, but it's a very small master bathroom. You walk in through a sliding door, and there's two vanities on the left a cabinet that's five feet wide. And then off to the right is the shower and the toilet. And that's all there is in the bathroom. And the funny thing is that's the master bathroom, if I remember right. Yes. The hall bathroom is bigger yes. just because it's got the tub in it, so it needed to be longer. Right, exactly. <laughs> so in this master bathroom, we didn't want to tear anything out. All we wanted to do was just freshen it up. <laughs> Sound like one of so, your clients. So, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, and and so I was good. I'm going to do all the work myself. Okay, Jennifer likes it that way. So, all the grout she likes to keep me busy. So all the grout gets cleaned and regrouted. Looks like brand new. Absolutely. And this is a tile job that dates back to the mid-60s. It's nothing fancy. It's just 4 by 4 dowel tile. Uh, but it was installed correctly back then, and it, there wasn't one thing wrong with it. The shower looks brand new. Then we replaced the shower head and went with an upgraded shower head for this p particular piece of property. 
We went to, got rid of the curtain and went to a glass shower door. Didn't replace the bathroom vanities, just refinished them with self-closing doors and drawers. I mean, it looks exactly like a brand new cabinet. Then we had one cabinet built to mount over the toilet. Above the toilet was just this big void open space. Sometimes you see people put a baker's rack right there. So we filled the space with a 42-inch high cabinet that's mounted above the toilet. It, it's almost like having a spare closet, okay? So that, w- that cabinet was expensive because I knew exactly how I wanted it built, and I knew exactly the finish I wanted on it. So that was the one expensive thing we did. Then we replaced the toilet and painted. Doing painted ver- the toilet? Painted the room. Gotcha. Vert and replaced the vanity faucets. And people call me and want me to come and do the same thing at their house. And in their mind, they have a budget of five to $7,000 should get that done. Doing all the work myself, we spent $6,500. Now, if you're going to hire me to do it, I'd like you to pay me just a little bit more than Jennifer pays me on an hourly basis. Do they have that, to feed you too? And then, <laughs> and then, and then I'm going to have to charge you a little extra for liability insurance and my registered contractor's license uh, and my bond. And then I'm going to have to charge a little overhead and profit. All of this was bought at contractor's cost. It is, folks. It it's mind blowing how expensive this stuff is for that little bathroom. Had I done it on a retail rate for another client other than Jennifer, who won't pay retail, it would have been something in the neighborhood of thirteen to $15,000. And that's for just a little bitty bathroom getting updated and freshened up. We didn't tear anything out of this house. So when Jeremy calls and is planning on ripping a tub out, and you know how much fun that is. I've had you do plenty of those before. You love that job. I know you do, especially the cast iron ones. And convert it to a shower. If And, and, and Jeremy, don't do that without replacing the shower valves. I mean, I don't know how old those are, but if you're putting all new stuff That's in, the cheapest in, thing you're going to buy. Go ahead. Good and, brass shower valves. Go ahead and let your fiancé splurge on a nice shower head and a nice shower valve. Get it in there. Out of pocket, just for the materials that he's going to do, just for that tub to shower conversion, he's going to be $5,000 out of pocket just in the materials by the time he's done. So it's, it's something we have to visit with homeowners all the time. And I like to visit with y'all in mass here at the show so we can educate you together all at one time as to what to reasonably expect. A minor bathroom facelift is anywhere between ten dollars and $15,000. Tearing a bathroom out to the studs and replacing it is, is fifteen dollars and more likely closer to $30,000. We just finished one master bathroom, which I will tell you, was so nice, it didn't need one thing done to it. 
but we gutted it and replaced it, and it was a big master bathroom. And the total expenditure on that bathroom was well over $100,000. So you can spend whatever you want, but I'll tell you, you can't spend much less than 10 or 15 if you're going to hire it done and all you want is a facelift. So I hope that helps set some expectations for bathrooms. The other thing I wanted to talk about is in these cold mornings, it's a great time to do something you can do yourself, which is just a little weather stripping. And I want to talk through some tricks on that. But before I do that, let's get to the phone because they are, they are loading up here and see if we can bring Miss Eileen into the conversation. Good morning, Eileen. Hi. How are you? I, I'm great. How are you? Good. Super fantabulous. So, I've been listening for years, and so I'm very happy to talk with you. Well, we're happy to be here for you. Where are you calling from? Sarita. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Bet you're yeah. having a gorgeous morning Love this morning. It. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's nice. Do you do you tune in on KGVY out of Green Valley or KNST out of Tucson? No, KGVY, local well, I was, radio. I just mm-hmm. had lunch with uh, Jim and Diana, uh, the owners of KGVY, on Thursday. What was that? They said they took you there, the Italian restaurant. Yeah, there yeah, in Green Valley. That, what was the name of that? I, 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 that I, was, I'm not going to remember. It's hard for me to pronounce. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a great shrimp and scallop pasta. <laughs> well, Miss Eileen, what's going on at your house in Sorita this morning? Well, we purchased in 2011 a, a house that was built uh, in the late 60s. So, you know, you expect to have to do, you know, some repairs. But um, we've been recently told that the um, main sewer line has to be re- replaced. And, and we've seen the video. We've seen two mm. different videos now from two, two companies. I do have your rosy um, certified person next on my list of people to call. Okay, good. good. Well, okay, so right. an estimate because we have your fabulous calendar, which I can't hey, great. tell you. Yeah, how much I appreciate. So awesome. um, makes things very easy. So um, we the for, the only estimate we have now is twenty thousand to replace the to replace the main line. Okay, how, and that's how, cutting. It's how, a it's a, sta- a slab, a concrete slab. Okay, house and now are you having to are you having to replace the 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 soil line? Underneath the house or between the house and the sewer connection at the street? No, un- underneath the house. Oh. Yeah, so it involves, Ooh. you know, yeah, cutting up the concrete living room floor and, through, and the, through to the through the kitchen into the bathroom. Nice. That'll, yep. that'll be such a lovely project to live through. I know. Uh, listen, Miss Eileen, the couple plumbers you've had out to the house yet, have, have any of them proposed the busted pipe pull through repair method or are they no. are are they they have no okay uh all they're talking about is saw cutting all through your house every place they think the sewer line is literally hand digging it up and replacing it and putting it all back together yes okay depending and we'll be able to tell by watching the videos that you already have Depending mm-hmm. on the condition of that pipe, they do have the technology to actually pull another line 
through that line, and it actually busts the old line as it goes, and then all they have to do is saw cut at the toilet and tub locations to make the final connection. It can be significantly less money, but it all depends on the condition of that pipe. If it's totally and completely collapsed, if you know, if we can't pull anything through it, uh, we won't be able to do that. But I would encourage you, as you're calling plumbers to get quotes and you're interviewing them, ask them, are you familiar with the pull-through pipe busting technique? If they're not, if you can't find anyone, because not a lot of plumbers do it, and, and I'll have to ask my plumbers down in Tucson if they're familiar with it. If they're not, then we ought to at least show the videos to a couple of the plumbers that do that that I'm familiar with, and let's see if, even if they had to trip charge you and get down there and fix it, it would be significantly less than the 20000 So I'm glad you got our calendar. I'm glad you're a longtime listener. I'm glad you got a beautiful vintage home built in the 60s in Sorita, and you're going to be really glad you called us this morning because we're here to help you, and we will. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. I just became Eileen's best friend in Sororita. If I can help her save about $10,000 on her plumbing repair, we'll we'll give it our best try. So, Eileen, we won't have you spending that money until we know that's absolutely the only option available. Hey, if you're out and about in Maricopa County, we've got the Maricopa County home show going on at the fairgrounds and as you're walking through the aisles and trying to decide who to stop and visit with we've got a bunch of rosie on the house partners out there durafoam roofing harman solar rias arrowhead deck and concrete green id sunburst landscaping pella cyc landscaping Irwin's Furniture Restoration, Isley's Home Service, Techno Security, Solar Safe Pool Covers, Connecticut, Arizona Foundation Solutions, Ray of Light, and others. All there with their Rosie on the House banners. Most of them have the calendars. If you'd like to grab a copy of a calendar, run up to a Rosie on the House. Not everyone's going to have it, just the Rosie on the House certified partners. While they last. Uh, I don't know That's how true. fast they're going. True, Joanna too. was out there yesterday and had ran out. Uh, by the end of the by the end of the day, so it's it, it's something that is designed to be functional. Absolutely, it's a content driven calendar. So that's the home show in Maricopa County. We've got the home show going down in Pinal County at City Gate Outlet Malls, just south of Casa Grande, just off Interstate Ten, and they they always buttress that show with a vintage car show. So you have just as much fun parking in the parking lot and walking up to the front door and looking at all those gorgeous vehicles as you do once you're getting inside the outlet mall and visiting with the local contractors and service providers in that area as well. There is a Rosie on the House booth there. Susan's manning it today, 10 to 3 o'clock. And she's got a stack of our home maintenance calendars there for our uh, Casa Grande, Eloy, uh, Coolidge area. Homeowners that may find their way through there today. Jennifer got a phone call from a man from Oklahoma who was driving through Arizona, found our radio show, and now listens to it in Oklahoma. 
every Saturday morning. And he wanted a calendar. So are, did we send one to Oklahoma? I, I did. What are we supposed to say? <laughs> He's a fan of the show. <laughs> well, Very a lot good. Of, a lot of the how home. Many, how many do we have to send out of state, buddy? <laughs> a lot of second homeowners, I would think. But yeah. he just he was just a fan of you guys and said That's he listens great. to the six the, the AM station. The, so the to dos for the home, a lot of them will be the same. There's a lot in the landscape and garden to dos that aren't gonna aren't gonna mean much to him. Well, but there you go. He didn't seem to care. Well, glad it's getting the reception it is. Can I take just one minute and talk a little bit about this time of year down on the desert floors of Arizona? It's easy to walk around the inside of your house and pass your hand over the electrical receptacles that are located on the outside walls of your home. In other words, as you leave the back of the house onto the back patio, you have a, 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 a light switch right there for the light that's mounted on the outside of the wall. You have a couple recess receptacles along that outside wall where you plug things in. Any electrical junction box for a switch or a receptacle that's located on an outside wall, walk up there in the early morning hours as you're fixing that first pot of coffee and just pass your hand over that light switch, and you will be amazed at how much cold air is coming through that receptacle. If you'll simply throw the breaker off to ensure you're not dealing with live electricity, take the trim plate cover off of that device and simply squirt a little expanding foam, a little expanding foam or caulk in to plug all the holes there. And they actually make felt little sweaters that you can put on the wall before you put the cover plate back on. And if you stop all the air penetration around the outside of your house from just those devices, electrical devices and junction boxes, it'll be the equivalent of closing one open window. If you haven't done that to your home, just know this, the money you're spending heating your home is being compromised because you have an open window in your house that you didn't even know about. And for those of you on the desert floor, when it comes around to cooling the house in the summer in the in the summer, it will pay huge dividends. So there's your weather stripping and caulking tip of the day. Next hour is 10 o'clock, our home-specific topic. Today we're talking about things. Our whole month of January around our home maintenance calendar is hardscapes. Today, and there's a a link in our blog, are uh, different things you can do with different hardscapes. More at 10 o'clock.